Yama, I'm your host Nari Pakai and welcome to NITV Radio for this Wednesday, 13th of December. Coming up on today's show, a try a trade program in collaboration with TAFE and Verto in Orange sees Indigenous high school girls experience trade skills and education. Bungara Dance Theatre Company announces world premiere of the newest production, Horizon, the company's first cross-cultural collaboration. And we share a few stories from our NITV news team. All these stories and more coming up to you. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy directed outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be amended. And they've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. In this bulletin, Indigenous land custodians in the Northern Territory pose final appeal to the High Court that could set important precedent. Cyclone Jasper is set to make landfall. Queensland residents are on high alert. And a plane crash in northern New South Wales has claimed the life of two people. The High Court has begun hearing a final appeal from Indigenous land custodians in the Northern Territory who want to prosecute the federal government. The case could set an important precedent. The long-running legal battle centres on the damage caused during the construction of a walkway to the top pools of the iconic Gunlum Falls in Kakadu National Park. The walkway, built by Parks Australia, was built too close to a men's sacred site. Parks Australia successfully argued in the Northern Territory Supreme Court that as the Commonwealth body, it was not bound by the Territory's sacred site laws. The Indigenous land custodians are appealing that. Valerie Martin is the Deputy Chair of the Aboriginal Areas Protection Authority, says the Commonwealth is trying to avoid accountability. Sacred sites are important for Aboriginal people and for all Australians. Commonwealth are saying they are above the law, but we say we must be accountable at all costs. Andrea Kelly has been appointed as Australia's first interim First Nations Aged Care Commissioner, following the recommendations made by the Royal Commission into Aged Care Quality and Safety. The Royal Commission recommended a statutory First Nations Aged Care Commissioner to be appointed to ensure culturally safe, tailored and flexible aged care services for First Nations people. Mrs. K- Ms. Kelly is expected to commence the interim role in 2024 with a First Nations Aged Care Commission expected to be appointed in 2025. Papua New Guinea still views Australia as its main security partner and has kept talks with China limited to the economy. PNG Prime Minister James Morape says Mr Morape met with both the Chinese President and Premier while, being, while in Beijing earlier this year 
but says he told the two leaders he only wanted to discuss economic links. Australia and PNG have since signed a defence pact that mandates consultation if either nation is attacked or if the peace and stability of either nation is threatened. Australia will also provide $200 million to help boost PNG's policing and justice system, including a training centre for Pacific in Port Moresby. Prime Minister Minister Marape has told the Lowly Institute event the most important thing China and Western allies can do for PNG is discuss economic strategies. The greatest threat facing humanity after climate change, if not greater than climate change, is poverty. Mm. Poverty. Mm. The gap in poverty must be filled. Mm. And the West cannot be ignorant to this. Mm. Economies need to survive. Market needs to be maintained. Mm. And China has given us great respect by keeping our students space. We've mm. told them before we went to Beijing, don't talk security, mm. don't talk politics, let's talk commerce and trade. Activists have defaced an exhibit on the Treaty of Watangi at New Zealand's National Museum, Te Papa, in the latest display of tension around the place of Māori after the election of the right-wing government. Police arrested a number of people following the coordinated protest at Wellington's Waterfront Museum on Monday. The target was the museum's display explaining the Treaty of Watangi, New Zealand's foundational document. One man abseiled into the building using an angle grider and spray paint to damage the display. Others held signs saying, tell the truth in both English and Te Reo, the Māori language, while another used a megaphone to critique the display. Stephen Miles is set to become the 40th Premier of Queensland. The current Deputy Premier secured enough support from union members during the deal on Monday. Health Minister Shannon Fentiman withdrew her candidacy for the top job, revealing that she would instead back Mr Miles. Mr Miles has confirmed that Cameron Dick, who was also running for the leadership role, is set to become Deputy Premier while remaining as Treasurer. Yesterday, I asked Cameron Dick to join me as my deputy in a leadership team that we will take to the Labor Party caucus on Friday. Cameron has been a strong treasurer. 46-year-old Stephen Miles should emerge from Friday's caucus meeting as Labor's new leader, while the other challenges, well, with no other challenges in sight. Jimmy Barnes is set to have heart open heart surgery for a bacterial infection. The Australian rock singer posted a statement to X, formerly Twitter, saying despite everyone's best efforts, bacterial infection he's been fighting over the last fortnight has spread to his heart. He says the surgery, which he's set to have today, will take him out of action for a while. He apologised for all the inconvenience this will cause and asks for patience while his team works hard to figure out what will happen with the upcoming shows. Five years ago, Australian governments committed to reviewing the age of criminal responsibility, but advocates say children as young as 10 
are still dealt with in a way that can cause serious long-term harm. While a report released in 2020 as part of the review process recommended the federal, state and territory governments raise the minimum age to 14 years without exception, this advice has not been actioned. After the advocacy groups described as five years of delays and glacial progress, many had expected to get a better idea of where each state, territory and federal government stood on the issue, but last but last week, but have been left disappointed. In most parts of Australia, the minimum age of criminal responsibility is 10 years of age, which means some primary school age children can legally be detained as part of the justice system. The Prime Ministers of Australia, New Zealand and Canada have issued a joint statement on the Israel-Hamas conflict, pledging their support for the creation of a sustainable ceasefire in the Gaza Strip. In a statement issued on Wednesday, Anthony Albanese, New Zealand PM Chris Luxon and Canadian PM Justin Trudeau said any ceasefire cannot be one-sided and that Hamas must give up its weapons. The statement also said they recognise Israel's right to exist and right to defend itself, but the price of defeating Hamas cannot be the continuous suffering of all Palestinian civilians. The Prime Minister said Hamas must release all hostages and stop using Palestinian civilians as human shields. It ended with a condemnation of what they described as rising anti-Semitism, Islamophobia and anti-Arab sentiment in their countries and around the world. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has met the United States President Joe Biden at the White House, where he is appealing to the US senators for further aid in his country's war with Russia. President Biden has requested an additional $167 billion AUD aid package for Ukraine, Israel and other national security needs, but has faced pushback from Republican senators who control the House. Mr Biden says he wants to get the funding bill passed by Christmas. Mr President, I've called on Congress to do the right thing, to stand with Ukraine and to stand up for freedom. And I want to thank you for being here. You're going to help the cause, and I don't want you giving up hope. But the Speaker of the House, Representative Mike Johnson, says he asks the White House for more clarity. We need a clear articulation of the strategy to allow Ukraine to win. And thus far, their responses have been insufficient. They have not provided us the clarity and the detail that we have requested over and over since literally 24 hours after I was handed the gavel as Speaker of the House. And so what the Biden administration seems to be asking for is billions of additional dollars with no appropriate oversight, no clear strategy to win, and and none of the answers that I think the American people are owed. Residents in far north Queensland are on high alert as Cyclone Jasper is set to make landfall in just a matter of hours. The system has been downgraded to a Category 1, but is expected to bring intense rain and wind, with the potential for major damage. The cyclone is forecast to cross the coast near Port Douglas, north of Cairns, later this afternoon. 
Residents have spent the past days preparing for the slow-moving system to arrive and watching as it neared the coast. Cooktown Mayor Peter Scott issued this warning as he told Nine Network a cyclone shelter has been set up overnight. As soon as that wind reaches 100k per hour, we close access and egress to the cyclone shelter. Um, We don't let people in or out because it's too dangerous. The same goes for anybody. Don't go outside. New data has revealed disability support providers are feeling the pinch of cost and demand increases facing the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Its release comes after a review into a critical safety net, proposed sweeping changes and ensure its sustainability. The new report reveals 34% of providers made a loss in the past financial year. Amanda Youngs from My Life Disability Services says the ones who truly lose from this situation are those in need of support. There are, you know, many people, as we know, with um, with disability, and they all deserve um, and need help and support. Uh, and if organisations like ours can't provide that, um, really, that that's a, an indicator of a market that that's failing. Two people have died in a plane crash in North northern New South Wales. Police were notified of the incident on Tuesday and arrived at the scene in Lindale where they confirmed the death of a male in his 30s and a child. It remains uncertain if the two were related with the families of the victims already notified and an identification process underway. Local resident Kerry Monk says she witnessed the incident take place. We heard the noise, a big explosion of a couple of them with some whirly sounds, uh, whooshing sounds, and we thought that's not right. Um, So we got up and went to investigate, saw smoke and flames, and thought, right, that's something pretty serious. So we raced back to the car, raced into the car, took off. We got phones and things like that, took off to see if we could assist anybody. A major crash involving more than 20 vehicles has caused traffic chaos northwest of Melbourne and left one person fighting for their life. The multiple vehicle collision in the Western Freeway at Marignong near Barkas March happened just before 4pm on Monday. Victorian police said there were more than 20 vehicles involved in the crash that happened with heavy fog in the area. Ambulance Victoria confirmed paramedics responded to several multi-vehicle incidents at Marignong with a total of 20 patients taken to hospital. One person was taken to the Royal Melbourne Hospital in critical condition while another 19 people, all in stable condition, were taken to hospitals including the Royal Melbourne, Ballarat Base Hospital, Sunshine Hospital and Footscray Hospital. Vic Traffic says the Western Freeway has been closed in both directions between Bacchus Marsh and Ballin. The chair of Netball Australia, Wendy Archer, has called for the support of all fans of the sport during what she describes a difficult period. It comes as Chief Executive Officer Kelly Ryan handed in her resignation, which Miss Archer says was accepted by the Board of Directors. Miss Ryan's resignation comes just days after the settlement of pay dispute with the elite players of the code, 
following months of negotiations. Miss Archer says all all those involved in with netball have only its best interests in mind. We are all striving to do the best that we can for the sport. And I would ask everybody to continue to support the sport that they love and enjoy at all levels, whether it's sitting at grassroots on a Saturday morning or a twilight competition or whether it's cheering on our diamonds. Um, We all need to work together to heal our sport and move forward. And now a look at today's weather on Wednesday 13th of December. Broome is sunny with 37, Perth is sunny with 28, Adelaide is a shower of 2 at 26, Melbourne a shower of 2, possible storm at 33, Hobart a shower of 2 developing at 30, Aubrey-Wodonga shower of 2 with 36, Canberra possible showers at 33, Wollongong partly cloudy with 28, Sydney, partly cloudy, 29. Newcastle, partly cloudy, 30. Brisbane is partly cloudy, 30. Townsville has showers, 31. Cairns, possible cyclone at 29. Alice Springs is mostly sunny with 37. Darwin, a shower or two and possible storm at 34. And Torres Strait Islands, a shower or two at 34.